And uh, they got there. The cab driver was first. And so they said, you know, come on in, Joe. We're so glad you're here. We want to show you, you know, we just love you. And here's your mansion. And it's just beautiful. And Joe, you know, he's like, this is great. And the pastor's just, boy, he's like, okay, I'm next. And they said, pastor, so good to have you. Now here, here. And he showed him this just small, very small type cabin. And the pastor said, I, I've been pastoring all my life. I, how, Joe is a cab driver. How do you get a mansion and I got a cab? And he said, well, here we go by results. When you preach, people went to sleep. When he drove, people prayed. So I'm going to try to keep you awake today. Because <laughs> I don't want a cabin in heaven. No, that's not why I'm going to do that, man. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm excited to, to tell you a very timely message, um, I think, for all of us. But, you know, just some stuff that we need. We need to learn, you know, we talk about faith all the time. I mean, and that's part of who we are as people of God. You know, we walk by faith. We, uh, or we walk by, yes, we walk not by sight. So obviously we are following God. We're calling things that are not as though they are. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But we're going to talk about working our field. Now, this is harvest time, and you'll see a lot of combines in there, so I'm going to try to combine all my... Never mind. You guys are... You're awake, so here we go. But I I want us to live in the faith zone, a a place where, at least when we're saying, you know what, PB, this works. If I try this, this is working, and and finding out that the kingdom is real instead of it's not just a, a story or just something that we hope it works, but it actually does work. So look at Mark. We love this scripture, Mark eleven twenty two through 24. Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. And I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. And we've talked about Mission Impossible, and this isn't in that series. That series is finished. But we talked about dissolving the mountain instead of just trying to climb it all the time. If we could see where it was gone, and we could actually see what was going on. So I want, I want faith that moves mountains or dissolves them. How about you? I, I'm tired of looking at something that I want to see what's past it, but I can't because my view is blocked. And I'm here to tell you this morning, the enemy is really good at blocking your view. He's really good at putting things in front of you or around you to get you off focus of what you need to be zeroing in on. I want to talk this morning about, everybody always talks, especially in church circles, you need your breakthrough. That's what you need. You need your breakthrough. I get it. Everybody wants to, how many would love to have a breakthrough? I'd love to have a breakthrough. I want to talk to you this morning about before you get a breakthrough, you need to break out. You need, to, you need to break out before you can break through. We always have this mindset, I just want to break through. But what if there's something that I need to do? What if I have to work my field if I'm waiting to break out so I can break through? Come on, somebody. I'm going to try to explain this so we'll go, I get it. I get it. The whole world seems to be falling to pieces sometimes. And, and maybe it's just your world. Sometimes in our, in our lives, all of us, doesn't matter who you are, there's thing, you know, when it rains, the old saying, when it rains, it pours. Or, you know, I had somebody telling, it always happens in threes. <laughs> okay, you know, I don't know if that's what, what you want. You want to speak that? Go ahead. You have something bad happens. I'm looking for the other two things. Really? I'm waiting on the other shoe to drop. Quit doing that kind of thing. When all of that happens, sometimes we're waiting. Well, I know something. You know, this morning I came in, true story. 
Came in this morning, turned on the coffee pot. I turn on the coffee pot almost six days a week in there. And this pot decided to be like, you know, the geyser from, uh, you know, just, I don't know. I'm talking to my father. We're walking by here and I'm like, why does it sound like Niagara Falls? There is stuff going everywhere in there and I don't know why. So he turned to me and I love this. He said, well, we're going to have a great service today. I wouldn't drink the coffee this morning, though. No, no, the coffee's fine. We cleaned it all up, and we prayed over it. I unplugged everything, turned off the water, turned it all back on. It's working good now, so I don't know. But I'm just telling you, sometimes we need to get a, a check on our brain and say, you know what, before maybe we're always thinking, I want it to happen to me. It happens for them. Why won't it happen to me? And we're waiting on this great breakthrough. But what if God is waiting on you to get your mindset for you to break out so you can get your breakthrough? How many believe God's a finisher? I believe he finishes everything he starts. He completes it. And if we will trust him, if he's given you a project, a plan, or given you something to do, if it's his will, he'll take care of you. It's not going to crash and burn as long as you're doing what he says. I love the fact that God gives us promises. And they're promises I can keep. If I want to go by a phrase the world makes, I can take the promise of God to the bank. If God told me that, it's as good as done. But it's my belief system of where that thing resides in my life. So some of us are not getting our breakthrough. Now, this is going to get fun because we won't break out. Because in our mindset, we're waiting on A, B, C, and D to happen. And God is saying, for all that to happen, you've got to get yourself in aligned to break out. I'll explain. Let's unpack this. Remember, faith moves mountains or dissolves them, however you want to say it. Fear creates them. You can live in the land of why but. Why, but, but God, why, why, but. Or in the land of if. What if? What if this happened? What if? What if it doesn't? Everybody wants a breakthrough in some area. But here's our first thought for this morning. Breakout comes before breakthrough. I've got to set myself up to go, God, what are you wanting from me? What's my part in this? And let me just say this. We all have a part to play. We live in a society now that's almost entitlement. Now, I'm 57 years old, but I'm telling you, and I know there's people in the building, when you needed something, we worked for it when we were kids, didn't we? I could go to my dad and ask him for money. I could go to my dad and ask him for money. I could go to my dad. But it got down to, you know, basically they were paying bills. I didn't understand all that as a kid. I just thought, you know, this (laughs) Maddie, when she was real little, she just said, Daddy, Daddy, I'm hungry. Okay, okay, I get it. Well, we're going to go home and eat. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go home. Okay. She goes, let's go to Wendy's. Well, honey, right now we have food at home. We don't need to go to Wendy's. Do you? you don't have money? Well, it's not that daddy doesn't have money, honey. We have food at home. Dad, if you just go tell them, they'll give us food. 
I said, no, that's probably not how that works. And she goes, I got another idea. I said, what's that? She said, go to one of those things, take that little plastic thing, and it spits money out. And just go do that. Because she was only, you know, like five or six or something like that. She didn't have any concept of where all that come from. So as a kid, I didn't have all that concept either, except that my dad said, if you want that, I got a paper out. My first watch I bought because I, I sold papers. I wanted something else. I mowed yards in the summer. I shoveled snow in the winter. I raked leaves in the fall. Anybody else ever do that? No, we, you know, I, there's got to be something where we knew what it was like to go, okay, I got to do that. Because I, I wanted some things, and I wasn't going to get them any other way because there were other bills that my father was paying. And as a kid, I didn't have any concept of that. So sometimes in our mindset, especially in today's society, everything is easy. Everything is a click on a mouse, a button, a computer, or, you know, where's my burger? I better get it in, ten, or, you know, in two minutes if you don't have my burger. And, you know, what, what's the problem here? So we have all of that kind of a mindset, but we have to break out of that mold of the past or break out of status quo. Once It's always been this way. You've got to break out of that mindset. Break the opinions of others. We have to break barriers and start establishing new territory. My friends, I'm telling you, what God has promised you is, is bigger than what you think. And for you to walk it, it's going to make you stretch past where you are now. I was ordained in the Assemblies of God. I never started a church before. I didn't know how to start a church. I didn't go to starting church 101. They probably have a class on that somewhere. I don't know. But, you know, like he's telling me what to do. I'm like, I'm not comfortable doing that. I don't know how to do that. I remember when I first became a pastor, I, the guy, I, had, I had somebody ask me this, how are you going to know what to speak? Now, you know, sometimes I think, Faith doesn't try to reason everything out. It just goes with God's mindset. And this is what I said. I'm going to go to God and ask him. Sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> and the God, this is what the minister told me. You're going to do that three times a week because we had Sunday morning, Sunday night. Everybody knows you always have to have Sunday night service because, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Wednesday. But, you know... Uh, it's okay, you just, I had to figure out, God, I can't do this without you. So I have to go past my normal rationale mindset of going, I got to figure this out and let him say, Brad, this is what I want you to do. God, I'm not sure, I've never done it, just trust me. Just trust me. See, what we want to do is we want to start with the breakthrough, but we start by breaking out. We want to start like clear over here. And God says, let's take care of right here so you can get clear over here. We've got to break out in our own mind and our own flesh. You know this. God's got, you know, we, we, he puts it in Scripture so many times. You've got to deal with the log in your own eye. Where's revival start? You can say, well, it starts all in my neighborhood down the street. No, it starts with you. It starts in your house. It starts with you inside. Got an email from Glenn, and I appreciate it. He's just like saying, man, I'm spending time speaking to the Lord and praying, and God's, you know, I'm just speaking in the Spirit, and, and the Lord's touching him. He's blessing him. He's helping him. Why? He's in contact. we got to do that. If you want a breakthrough, then we have to start breaking out in our own self. God is looking for one breakout person. Your situation just needs somebody to believe him. 
Paul and Silas were the breakout people in that story in the Bible where they're in, in prison. And because they wanted to break out, they believed, you know what, God, you're bigger than this jail cell. Everybody in the prison got a breakthrough because they were willing to break out. You ever have to do something you're not comfortable with? That's breakout. Micah 2.13 says, Your leader will break out and lead you out of exile, out through the gates of the enemy cities, back to your own land. Your king will lead you. The Lord himself will guide you. Break out. Break out of what? I'm telling you, you got to break out of what you always thought it would be, what you think it's supposed to be, what you believe in your own mind. This is how it should go down. Your old mindset, break out of the past. If you're a negative person, break out of being negative. Start asking God to help you with what you're saying. Break out of insecurities, break out of lack, break out of poverty, break out of stuff that's holding you back. You're going to have to break out of your own self. Hopelessness, addictions, doubt. It's time to be free. If you'll break out, then God can break through. When God's breakthrough happens, it means the enemy's line of defense has been shattered. Now listen to me. Breakthrough has to deal with God. Breakout deals with you. Breakthrough deals with God. Breakout with you. Now, in reality, God's with that too. So just so that you know, he's going to help you break out. But what I'm saying is you have to put your hand to it. You have to say, you know what, God, I'm willing. You have to be, think about, I mean, we're, somebody already will tell me if you don't know, but I'll hear it because you know how much I love Christmas. You're only so many shopping days away from Christmas. But, you know, we celebrate all of that at Christmas. But, you know, Mary said, be it unto me as you have said. Man, she's willing to break out. Are you willing to do some things that God's telling you to do? Some of us are just, I just need God to break through. And I'm telling you, our faith, it's already there. But our mindset has to break out to receive it. Because our old mindset will stay. Let me me say it this way. When Jesus came into Jerusalem and he was riding the donkey, remember the story and they had the palm trees and all that? You know, everybody was going, well, not everybody's going nuts because in the old tradition, they're looking for the Messiah to come somewhere else or some, a different way. Has God ever shown up some way that you didn't think? Think about that. I mean, there's all kinds of things that have happened that you're like, I didn't expect it to happen that way, but God did. John Maxwell was asked how he became such a success, and this is what he answered. He was quoting Thomas Edison. I failed my way to success. Think about that. I failed my way to success. What he's saying is that he learned more from the wrong things that happened. Come on. And he learned this doesn't work. Thomas Edison tried the light bulb so many thousand times and it didn't work. So he, this doesn't work. This doesn't. So then he learned out what did because these were eliminated. When you fail, the best thing to do is to pick yourself up and go at it again. Breakthrough for fulfillment of your dreams doesn't usually happen overnight. I know for stuff that I, you know, we're believing God, this building didn't just drop out of the sky, although when it came, it kind of seemed like it. But it, you know, the church is 12 years old. 
And so we were like, oh my gosh, God, you're so amazing. And what you're doing is so incredible. See, if we can break out of our old mindset and just believe God, as long as you're doing it, I don't care. Then our breakthrough is, is about to happen. There's a story in the book of Judges, and I've used it, I've preached it, but it's worth saying, and I'll condense it really quick. It's about a guy named Shamgar. Number one, I don't know why they named people the way they did, but that's a name. Shamgar! I always hated it when my mom used my middle name because I knew I was in trouble. You know that. If your parent ever yells at you and you use your middle name, you've got to get there quicker than if she just says your first name. If she says your full name, you might as well, you're grounded no matter what's happened. I'd get, I'd get grounded and I'd have to ask my sister, what'd you tell him I did? She's sitting right here in the front row. <laughs> I get spanked sometimes. I don't even know why. Anyway, <laughs> Shamgar saved Israel from destruction by killing 600 Philistines with an ox goad. Now, that sounds kind of funny, but ox goad is just basically it's a seven-foot-long wooden pole with a sharp steel point on it. So it's kind of like a spear. And basically... He had had enough. Have you ever just had enough? Has your situation made it where you finally said, I'm done, I've had enough? So he says, in his own mind, he's going to put his hand to it. I'm breaking out. They are not coming across my land. I am breaking out. Now, there's some things that we need to understand. You know, some things are going to push you to a point at that moment of decision. You're going to have to act and do whatever God is telling you to do. You know, my son, Zach, he was the drummer, and uh, he's an amazing drummer. Love, love that kid. That kid's so anointed, he just seeps with anointing. But uh, he, he would come in our bedroom at night, and you ever, you've seen Snoopy do this? He did that. He came in, he needed something, and we were, well, we were asleep. And it was just like something, I don't know, I was asleep, but Kim had said, grabs me and said, honey, somebody's in the house. You know, and I'm like, okay, you know, because we are, we're Rambo, right? <laughs> Absolutely, you know, my wife, Kimdrian. So anyway, you know, I'm like, okay. And then she goes, oh, no, they're in the room. And I see this figure at the end of the bed. All I can see is a silhouette. She said, I have never seen anybody move as quick. I'm telling you, I made Bruce Lee look silly. I was, this is what was happening. I guess I leaped out of bed and I I was at the, I'm thinking this guy, whoever this is, is going out the window and we're going to fall two stories, (laughs) but they are not getting my wife or my children. And I, so I make this lunge, I'm about to go and she goes, bread, donut, sack. (gasps) And, and I don't know what he wanted. I think he's like, I, I, my stomach's upset. I don't know what he wanted. <laughs> but anyway, I said all that just to say, there's going to be a point in time when action is needed by you. Shamgar has said, okay, I'm done. And basically, this is what he did. He stood his field. They came. And, and here's the three points. And I've preached these. Start where you are. Use what you got. And do what you can. So many times we want to start someplace we're not. And we want to use something we don't have. And we don't want to do anything because we don't have what we think we need to get our breakthrough. 
what I'm trying to get you to understand is you need to break out of that mindset and start where you are. God will show you what you have. Use that and breakthrough is coming. Say amen to that. How many knows that when we want to, this is our problem. We want to start where they are, not where we are. Can I start like, have you ever seen somebody that's successful and go, I want to start there? Can I just start where you're at? I don't want to have to go through that. But start where we are. That's what Shamgar did. So this faith of ours is in us. It's in our belief system. It, it is the mountain. It is the miracle that we need. It is the breakthrough that we need. I don't know what your breakthrough is. Maybe it's something financial. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's, you know, it's just relational. Maybe, I don't know. What are you battling? But I'm telling you, you have what you need to get yourself through it. God will break you through, but you've got to see yourself through it. You've got to break out of, I'm always going to be this way. It'll never be different. My father was like this. My, my grandfather was like this. It'll be like this for me. No, if you speak that, happy trails. That's what you're speaking. You're going to have to start changing your mindset so that you can break out of where you're at so you can get to where you're supposed to be. Turn to your neighbor and say, I, I'm breaking through. Now, we all know about Domino's Pizza. I don't have any for you right now, sorry. The founder, Tom Monahan, he started 1960 with one little hole-in-the-wall pizza shop. Eight years, he struggled. And then the eighth year, the store burned to the ground. The insurance company would only pay him one cent, or one cent on every dollar for his loss at the time. And so he started another shop. Worked seven days a week, you know, big long days, 100 hours in a week. I mean, he's, he's just putting in all kinds of time. Took a week off, the only week he took off for his honeymoon. And in 1971, he was in debt with the tune of 1.5, I want to say, what do I say, million dollars. And he needed a breakthrough. Some of you are going, I'm not 1.5 million in debt, but I'm 10,000, or I'm 20, or I'm 5. So what do we need? We need to seek God and get our mindset. Lord, what do you want me to do about this? God didn't get you there. So we have to change our mindset. Do we really believe he supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory or do we not? So how do we walk that out? So we start asking God and this is what happened to Tom. Now I'm not saying God gave him this idea but this is what I'm telling you. Maybe he did. I don't know if the man walks with the Lord or not. I'm just telling you the story, okay? He had the idea, I'm going to change everything. I'm just going to offer pizza at the time, and I'm going to deliver it for free. How many remember that 30-minute, you get it free? I don't think they do that anymore, do they? They probably made all their money back. (laughs) I'm not sure, but what happened was he was very successful. He was the only one doing that. And so, I mean, it it went really well. And so he started working his field. And uh, by 2007, Domino's had over 6,100 stores across the United States. And he's now one of the richest men in our, com- our country. Isn't that crazy? One idea changed this. I'm here to tell you, my friends, that God could give you an idea to change everything the way you see it right now. You might have seen it this way forever, and that's how it looks. But just something could change just by God saying one thing. 
One concept. Do this and watch this happen. 2 Timothy 4.2 says, Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, encourage your people with good teaching. The N- That's the uh, New Living Translation. The uh, King James, the New King James says, Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort. Long-suffering, nobody loves that word, but it's in there. The word season in the Greek has to do with opportunity. So we begin to prepare ourselves now when it looks like nothing is happening. We walk by faith and not by sight. We prepare ourselves now when it looks like nothing is happening. We prepare ourselves now. Are you catching what I'm trying to tell you? You need to get yourself in a mindset, God, I don't have to see it to believe it. I have to believe it and then I'll see it. That's the way the kingdom works. So we have to start saying, God, I can't do this without you. Lean on me when you're not strong. You got to have God. My friends, you got to have God. That's the missing equation. Sometimes we start out with God, and somewhere along the line, we drop it. We're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. We all start. I, I, I ask God, I would do anything for my wife, anything. And if you know me, you know that's true. She one day, this is what she said out of her mouth. I would just like to have a wiener dog. They're cute. I like them. And I said, you shall have it. I mean, in myself, that's what I'm saying. So I just went to the Lord. So I started out with God. God, Kim wants a wiener dog. That's a dachshund for all of those in the dog world. <clears throat> and can I get her one? And he said, yes. That's all I stayed for. I didn't stay for the rest of the meeting. I left. I found her a dachshund. He was cute. He was little black and tan dachshund. We named him Max. And every time he saw us, he peed everywhere. We brought him home. And Sam loved him. And him and Sam had this instant bond. But every time we'd come in, we could leave 10 minutes and come back in. The dog would wag his tail and go, ha, shh. And you'd start thinking, how much can you hold? Can't you control that? What's the deal? I mean, I don't know. So anyway, I still remember this. Sam and him were wrestling one time, and they were rolling on the ground. And it was like a loose fire hose. And so pee is just going everywhere. And my wife looks at me and said, either the dog's going or I am. I missed Kim. I no. <laughs> we were actually we were moving, going into ministry, and it was a perfect time. It was time to make the transition, and so we found Max a new home. But it, I was not Superman to Sam because that really hurt him because he had bonded with this dog for six months, and now I just took the dog away. And and so there was heartache you know he'd look at me and I, I i felt bad and and you know so i went to the lord and i said i don't get it i mean can i just be honest i don't get it god you said i could get it you know what the lord said right but you didn't stick around for the rest of the meeting i said you can get it but not yet don't get it now wait i never heard that Because I didn't listen. Remember last week? Sometimes we hear, but we don't listen. And so I caused my own issue 
by not listening. So I could sit here and cry all day long about, I need a breakthrough. You need to stop this dog from peeing. Can't believe I just said that. Those of you that are watching live on screen, we love you. But I, I did it myself because my mindset was just like, I got the answer, I'm done, I'm good. You need to break out of what you think everything is. Get with God and watch what happens. I skipped some things. So here's number two. You, you have what you need to start. Here's our second thought to unpack. You have what you need to start. The miracle comes from what you already have, not from what you don't have. Sometimes we're like, okay, what do we have? I'm telling you, you have something that God can get started for your breakthrough. There's something. Brett, I don't have anything. There's a lady, remember in the Bible, all I have is a little bit of oil. That'll do. All we have is these five loaves and two fish. That'll do. All I have is that. That'll do. That'll work. Whatever you got, what's God saying? I mean, when we believe in the kingdom and God starts telling us stuff, we just, Lord, I, you know, if you want me to sow a big amount of money, this is all I have. That'll do. My son got his 10-point buck for sowing like a buck 50. He didn't buy the deer. He just released his faith. It's not about the amount. It's about what do you got? What's your mindset torn up with? Change it. Start saying, God, give me a new fresh mind. People came up to Mother Teresa and said, I want to do what you want to do. I want to give up everything I own and do your work. And this is what she answered. And if you know who Mother Teresa is, she said, find your own Calcutta. Think about it. Find your own Calcutta. Sometimes, oh, I want to do that. Well, what's God telling you to do? What's he want you to do? We all want this big breakthrough. You know what? You can't have the breakthrough till you're willing to break out of yourself. Get yourself out of the way. Get your mindset out of the way. Use what you already have. Henry Ford was asked what his secret to success was, and this is what he said. When you start something, finish it. He had to go through five bankruptcies. But he believed what he was doing. Today the world is different because we have automobiles. My wife was just telling me something. Who were we talking about? And you said they went to 300 banks or... Yeah. Think of this. Walt Disney was trying to get rid of his idea. 300 banks just to get it off the ground. All of them said, "Mm -mm. Bye, Mouseketeers. They said no. But Walt just said, you know what, this is something that's inside. So he's got to break out. No, I've got to get this thing done. I've got to get this accomplished. My friends, you might be in here today and just, you might be somebody that quits easily. I, I, I don't know. But sometimes we are our own enemy. The enemy doesn't have to work as hard as we think he's working because we just make it easy. He plays us like a fiddle. Quit yielding to the enemy. Start breaking out of what your mind is saying and start listening to what God is speaking to your spirit. Your spirit and your heart are connected to him. So stay connected. And he might say, listen, and you might go, uh, God, that doesn't make any sense. He's had us sow thousands of dollars that made no sense to me. Because, God, I can use this. And he'd say, do this. And we'd do it, and then all of a sudden something great would happen. We'd go, okay, now I get it. He 
He's an amazing God, but you have to trust him. It'll go past your natural reasoning. Let me just say, Jesus did stuff that blew everybody's mind. He's blind. Bring him over here. Let me make some mud. You don't see any spitting mud ministry going about, do you? But yet, that, that, why mud? Why, why can't you just put your hands on his eyes? How, why did the, the demons leave the guy and go to the pigs just because he said? Why this? Why did the stick make the water sweet? Why did the axe head float? Steel doesn't float. Why? It doesn't make, I mean, it doesn't compute. But I'm telling you, if you want to break through, you're going to have to break out. You're going to have to say, God, I don't care how you do it. I don't care whatever method you want to use, I'm in. Whatever you say, I'm in. My friends, I'm telling you, there's stuff he's going to tell you to do. It's going to make you go like, where's the phone booth? Because he's about to tell me to change. Now, that sounds kind of silly, but I was just a Christian six months, maybe. And he had me do stuff in front of 30 people that I'm like, are you nuts? We had a frozen lock, and he had me go over and grab the lock and tell it to open and pull on it without a key. And it opened. I was as surprised as everybody around. I mean, I believed he'd do it, but I was like, just to see it happen, I was like, oh. Then, then of course, they're like, wow, how'd you do that? Well, you know God did that. It's amazing when you start, you know, but I'm out there. Because it's up to him. If he tells you to go somewhere, tells you to do something, he'll take care of it. Martin Luther King was told by his colleague professor or his college professor, I'm sorry. He said, you use too many big words. They're too lofty, and you're never going to make it as a public speaker. I wonder if he was alive when he did his, I have a dream speech. We live in places where people say, you can't do this, and yet with God, all things are possible. Let's do what we can with what we already have. Here's thought number three. You'll fight fear. Fear usually comes for this in a couple categories. They won't work. I won't get what I need. Or secondly, I won't be able to hold on to what I have. Fear of losing something. Anybody who ever beat the odds, so to speak, make a difference. They did it in spite of fear. Joyce Meyer says, do it afraid. Did you know this is what they say? Robert Schuler led John Wayne to Jesus before he passed away. So, Glenn, we get to heaven. We're going to see the pilgrim. But this is what he says. He says, fear is saddling up and doing it anyway. I mean, just, let's just think about it. There's going to take, if, if, if it's the unknown, you don't know, but God knows, it's going to freak you out a little bit. Because we don't have control of everything. But my friends, it's because in Him we live, we move, we have our being. It's in Him that we can do all things through Christ. It's because God is saying, if you'll break out of your old mindset, if you'll break out of the way you think it'll happen, God, I think you'll heal me this way. God, I think you'll bring money this way. Maybe he will. What if he does it a different way? Does it really matter how he does it? Just as long as you know I'm trusting him to do it. Come on. 
Make some noise in this house for God. There are people I know I'm talking to that are inspired by God. And they're saying, if, if you're not going if, to, if who, if I can't go, who will? If you're going to use somebody, why not me? Some of us will spend too much time trying to think things out. Well, let me, let me just think if God wants me to do that. You ever did that when it comes to giving? God's told me stuff, I need, you know, I want you to do this. He told me stuff when we gave vehicles away. He said, and I turned to Kim because I thought she surely would say, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> when it comes to giving, she would give anybody anything if God told her. And so would I. We've got to that spot. Whatever God, whatever you say. I mean, I've seen people walk over. And, you know, Every time we went to this one church, I just love your purse. I love your purse. Not my purse. <laughs> I'm not going to have a purse, just so you know. But she had a purse. Love your purse. And then after service one time, she walked, she's got all of her stuff. You know, and girls, you have a lot of stuff. I mean, you got, you know, did you know, here's a side note. Women can't put on eyeliner without opening their mouth. <laughs> she had all her stuff. And I said, where's your purse? And she said, I gave it to her. And this lady, she's going over to everybody. Look, look, look what God just did. Can I say, now listen to me. In both cases... Breakthrough came, and it didn't always come the way you think. To the woman, I've loved that purse. I've dreamed of having that purse. I heard her say stuff like that, and now she got it. So breakthrough came. She changed her mindset and believed God some way you're going to provide it. Now, she didn't make her feel guilty or anything, but she felt compelled to do it. In the next two weeks after that, she got five more purses of, all, well, of the same. They were Vera Bradley. They were coming out of the wall. I'm like, she goes, hey, guess what? Somebody gave me this purse. Hey, guess what? I'm like, sure, of course. (laughs) How's that stuff happen? I'm telling you, it's kingdom thinking. It's not our normal thinking. God says, give and it'll be given to you. Press down, shaking together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom? But you got to be willing to get past me. Our, Our mindset. Behind the mountain is what you need. Behind the giant, you got to get it out of the way. Sometimes it's like looking in the mirror, isn't it? That's the mountain. The mountain's me. I can't get my mind past that. I've always done this. This has happened to me. This has plagued me or whatever. you got to get your mind past that. See yourself totally free of whatever it is. Totally no problem. See it past that. Fear attracts Satan like faith attracts God. The Bible really is a David and Goliath book. The question is, do you believe you can do anything God tells you? If you think God will never ask you to do anything that's out of your comfort zone or seeming impossible, he told Peter... You want to walk on water? Come on. He told Lazarus, alarm clock, time to get up. When you go beyond your ability, you put your natural ability to it. And you put your mindset, God, you show me. Then he puts his super with your natural. And you get some supernatural things that that break through. Why? Because you break out. You start working your field. 
Show me, God, what I got. You see, you might not have much, but little is much when God is in it. All I have is a little bit of oil. All I have is this. What do you want me to do with that, God? Really, it depends on whose hand it's in, if you think about it. Sometimes we don't think too much of ourselves. I played a lot of sports growing up. Basketball in middle school. I was, on, I was first string in middle school. I never went out my freshman year. Uh, I got cut my eighth grade year. Um, and they asked me to come back and I wouldn't because I was bullheaded. They took me because the other guy was really tall. Or took him instead of me. I made the last cut in my eighth grade. I started in sixth and seventh grade. <laughs> so basketball, I did karate most of my life. Got three different belts, three different styles. Loved to spar and all that stuff. Got trophies from that. That's probably that was one of my favorite sports in football. Loved football. Eat, slept football. My mom would peel my helmet off when I was a kid. I didn't, as, when I was a little kid, you know, I got rid of the teddy bear and I'd go to bed with my football. That sounds kind of, and of all things, at that point, I was a Browns fan. I'm just saying. <laughs> now I've got a breakout mentality. I'm not a Browns fan anymore. I do like the Browns. They're just not my favorite team. But anyway, I'm saying all that, and I, I was on the swim team. You don't even want to know about that picture. I wrestled. And, I, you know, I was in so many, I lettered in tennis. I mean, I, I okay. So, my mindset and all of what I'm doing and what I'm thinking is, okay, yes, this is fine. But it really depends on whose hand it is. So if I was playing basketball and you threw me a basketball, uh, I played Little League Baseball. So, but say so less basketball. You might go, oh, yeah, he's played before, but he's not really good. But if you threw that same ball to Michael Jordan... Larry Bird, see, that's me growing up with some of that. But Wilt Chamberlain, uh, you know, awesome. Not because the ball changed, it's because whose hand it was in. Throw me a football, you might say, man, he, he's good. But you put that same football in the hand of Tom Brady, you got a touchdown. You put it in Ben Roethlisberger's hand, you got an interception. I mean, whatever you want to look at. I just do that because I know there's Steeler fans in the building. I mean, just <laughs> what I'm saying it really depends on whose hand it's in. It really, you know. And so some of you, you think, well, I'm not. Uh, you know, what what I do up here, that's that's one of the giftings that God has given me. What do you do? You know, my wife just finished our library in our house, and it looks. I told her, I said, it looks like a catalog. Looks like Joanna Gaines walked in and said, Chip, let's do this, 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 and this. Because it looks amazing. Because she can do that. That's one of her gifts. I don't even know where to start with that. You go to my sister's house. You will think you have got. I mean you want to talk about a woman that can cook. How many have been. Yeah, all her family is like thank you Jesus. <laughs> She'll invite us over for. You guys just come on over for lunch. And all I want to be is like what are you having. Or I'll talk to Jay. What are you having. He'll tell me. I'm like oh man. Because all service you're thinking oh I'm breaking out. So I can break through. 
She just makes stuff for your certain kids for birthdays. This is what they want. She'll make it, and then we get invited to that party. I already know what I'm having. If it's Zoe's party, we're having mac and cheese. If it's Katie's, it could be oven meat, some kind of whatever meat. Amy's usually Mexican, you know, but it's, then it's burritos and all that kind of stuff. Matt is fried chicken. Thank you, God, for Matt. It's amazing fried chicken. Colonel Sanders would be probably at her door going, please just give me a little bit of the recipe. But I'm telling you this, you have what it takes, but you're going to have to understand. i got to break out of my mindset so I can get my breakthrough. Some of what you're waiting on, it's not waiting on God. It's not waiting on somebody else. Sometimes we look at people, I wish they'd be obedient. Stop it! Look at yourself and say, God, what do you want? Because if the people do or don't do anything, my God is able to supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. It doesn't have to be these people or those people. If I need fed, he'll send ravens, bless God, if he needs to. I've got to break out of my mindset. He might do it different than what I think. So for me to get my breakthrough, I need to break out. I need to work my field and say, God, what do I have that you can get me started on? Miracles only begin when you take what you have and you put it into his hands. Think about what I just said. It depends on whose hand it's in. The disciples brought everything to Jesus. Here's the fish. Here's this. To Elisha, they brought the oil. And, and this is what happened. They blessed it and said, here. Kingdom principle, it changes kingdoms. What do you got? Here's our last one, and then I'm finished. You need God. You got to live in the faith zone. You got to work your field. You can't do this on your own. Most of us live in the safe zone, not the faith zone. You got to reach out and grab stuff, and you're not really sure what you're reaching for. You just have faith for it. You just have faith for it. You see, when God gives you a God given opportunity for you to do something, that's god's gift to you he wants to pull those things out my job is to help find leaders and make them something that there's they're diamonds in the rough what you do with the gift is your gift to god what you do with what he's given you that opportunity that's your gift to him honor him in everything you do your first fruits all of that honor him I'm going to share this, and, and I'm, I'm done. I'm off my notes now, and I'm, I'm pretty well finished. I told a couple more stories than we're on there. It's 11.39. This is real stuff, real life. We did this before. I'm not saying we're doing this now, but this is, this is what I'm saying. This principle, you know, the Bible talks about, remember when the, the, the guy gave talents to certain people give talent to him i'll give you five i'm going to give you uh you know four I'll give, i'm going to give you one or, you know whatever and he gave talents and then he said i'm going to come back and it's what you did with that we did that principle we've done it before where we gave money out at church and it was kind of crazy because people were like what we did we just said well we want you to come we're going to give a week we gave out one service we gave out like twelve hundred dollars we gave it out to people and, you know, there are some that never came back after that day. They kept it. I guess that's your option. 
But that's what they did. Others, what they did was they took that money, and, and they, they went, I think the most we could give out what we did was we did it in up to $20, I think. So they could, you know, so people just prayed and said, God, what do I do? Now listen to me with this concept. So this is what they did. They went and they took that $20. I think, uh, you know, some people made cookies. They went and bought ingredients and they made cookies. And then they sold the cookies. I made beef jerky. I went and bought stuff, made beef jerky, sold the jerky. Other people did other things. You know, did all, and then we came back in six or eight weeks and we brought all of what we did with that seed money and brought it back. And, and we made the, I mean, the, the money over doubled. What's the principle? You have what you need. It's our stinking thinking. We need to break out of our mindset so that we can get the breakthrough that God wants. Kim and I love you and we're believing for your success. Sometimes the things that we hold on to the tightest are the things that God says, I'm not taking them from you but I want to be first. So you need to loosen your grip. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes, please?